Animorphs, welcome to the ABC or the Animorphs Book Club for Long. I'm Jenny. That was some fantastic projection. Um, I am Bryn. Uh, <laughs> hello. Welcome to the Animorphs Bookcast. As Jenny has already said, the ABC for short, I guess. Um, welcome to the first episode of the show. This is the first time that we're doing this, so we're pretty excited. Yes. Um, if you don't know what the show is about, that is okay, since this is our first episode and we don't really talk about it. Um, this is a weekly book club and podcast where the two of us read one Animorphs books, um, one Animorphs book each week, and then we hop on here and we share our thoughts and predictions and just general reactions because we've never read them before mm-hmm. um, and we've always wanted to, so... So yeah, so this is the first episode, and I guess we'll just dive right yes, into it. Yes, uh, yes. For this week, we read the first book, which is Invasion. And it just sort of kicks the whole series off in a, quite a bang-up way. So we begin in a very, a very interesting place for me, at least. Um, not one that I've read in a lot of books, which is sort of like, it's a hidden town. Like, they're not using, like, the actual name of the town. Like, oh, it could be your town, which I thought was really, really interesting. And it reminded me, though, of, um, I don't know if you've ever read the Secret series. Like, the name of the book is Secret. Oh, they start in a very similar way, where it's like, this name of this town is Secret, you know? No one can know. Um, And another thing that was really, really interesting for me about the beginning of the book is that it, like, it feels like a warning, (laughs) Like, it does. It kind of... Have you ever read the Kane Chronicles? Nope. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Well, <laughs> neither, neither of us have read any other books. That's great. Um, <laughs> no thoughts. That's fine. Well, okay, so at the beginning of the Kane Chronicles, um, they they started off, they're like on the run, and it's like a video recording, and it's a warning uh, to anyone who hears it. It kind of gives me the same vibes. Mm. Like This very much feels like it's a, it's a video not a video, like an audio recording, like they're broadcasting it, this warning out to people. Um, yeah. I don't know. I like it. It's I cool. like it too. I think, well, like, it's very ominous because, like, the way Jake mm-hmm. is sort of narrating this part, it makes it feel like like, like they lose the war. Yeah, the before end. the book has even, like, started. Before we even know who these people are, it, it gives, like, this atmosphere that, like, all of these people are are dead like it's really like like here like i'm writing this all down so that more people will learn the truth maybe then somehow the human race can survive until the andalites return and rescue us it's very spooky it's it definitely starts on a pretty like dire note for these children and all of humanity considering that this is like a children's book series not that children can't understand or comprehend, like, dire and complicated and dangerous situations, but, like, f- compared to most children's book series that are kind of lighter and happier and kind of take things, um, take serious concepts in kind of, like, a slower pace, this is kind of a stark contrast to what yeah. I remember reading as a kid. It really does jump right in. It does. I <laughs> like it. say these kids are fucked. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the 90s, though. Yeah. Speaking of these kids, uh, we also, in this chapter, meet our main players. Yeah, there's like five of them. There was a lot of information in the first, yes. in the first chapter, especially. It was, it, was, it was a lot. I had to take many, many notes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so what are, who, are playing, who are our main characters? We've so got Jake. The, yeah, we've got Jake, who I, I saw him as kind of an everyman. We learn later on he's kind of stupid. We'll get into that later, though. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Let's not drag Jake. Quite I'm, not so dragging Jake. I'm, not dragging, I'm not dragging Jake. All I'm saying is that we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so we got Jake. We got his best friend, Marco. And Marco's like, he's like a gamer. He's the he's funny gamer man. boy. He's the, yeah. he's the clown. He's the gesture of the group. Except he seems very serious. Like he I takes know, things. Yeah, he, I like that. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, and our next character, Tobias, seemed more like the fool to me. I, I was also wrong. First impressions were wrong across yeah, the board for lots me. Of, lots of expectations were subverted here. I liked that. I liked it a lot. I did. Especially uh, for a book written in the 90s. Yeah. It made me happy. I saw Tobias as, like, a dork. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the nerd character. I don't know, in my head, because he's introduced getting a swirly. That so, <laughs> like... He's kind of a dork. Yeah, I feel like Tobias, um, in at least in this series, is like that that trope of the nerd friend who secretly like knows everything that people like discount until they mm-hmm. need to go to them for help. Um, yeah. And then they're like, "Oh wait, this kid's actually pretty smart because he's not crazy," um, no. or yeah. whatever. Um, I feel like I've seen that trope somewhere. I just can't remember. Where, I feel conveniently. like conveniently. Yeah. Um I definitely think Tobias is is really interesting. And and as we see later on in the book, he gets even more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I then think... right at the end he gets the most interesting. That's true. Okay, but we we I think we should circle back to Marco. Um we should circle because, back. <laughs> because hello slight anger issues, which I, <laughs> I started off the book, I was like, um Jake or Tobias, it's me, and then I was like Phew. Marco. Mm. Hello. I am he. Um, but he seems kind of like the most cynical and realistic one of yeah. the group. Um, I feel like he balances out Jake very nicely in terms of Jake is like, all right, let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's, let's like, f- <laughs> let's, I don't know. Let's fight these aliens who've come down, which we actually haven't talked about yet. We'll get, not, to, the, we'll, we'll get to the aliens. We're not being very linear with this. Hopefully, um, if you're listening to this, you've actually read the book or are reading along with us. That would be helpful. Um, if you don't know anything about the Animorph series, have fun I apologize. Anyway. Yeah, have fun anyway. Um, but I apologize for not giving you any context. Anyway, Marco. Context um, is for nerds. That's right. It's for losers. We're the losers. Yeah. <laughs> Reading a anyway, Marco. <laughs> we're both you know like what? You know we don't need to think about it. We don't need to think about uh, our place in this life that took us no. where we are today. I agree. That's I agree. too deep for right now. I just want to morph. <laughs> we don't. Even though this book series is very dark, I think we can we can uh, hold off the existential dread um, until maybe next episode. Maybe, maybe the next couple books. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. This first, let's try to keep it light, though. Right. Um, 
Okay, so maybe we should move on. Who are our other two We've main characters? We've also got Rachel, who got is... The girls. I put uh, for my notes for Rachel, gonna beat ass? Because she's gonna beat ass. Um, oh, I thought you said she was gonna be ass. No, 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 no. She's gonna, no, 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 no. She's gonna beat ass, because she's a sports girl. She's gonna take names. Yeah. Wait. And then... Yeah. She's gonna take names. Yes, there you go. <laughs> take names and, and beat ass. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and then we have Cassie. We have uh, our, Cassie, our sweet girl, who we all love, who is uh, like an animal hugger. She's a she's a, a, a horse girl, literally. Yeah, we'll get into she, that later. <laughs> she is also, I think it's interesting. She's established as like the main love interest, um, mm-hmm. like in the first two pages, which is great. Jake um, is fully like like. I think I like her. <laughs> I'm like, like okay, king. Yeah. He was like, I kind of like her, but we'll deal with that later. Like, all right. <laughs> I love that. I see I see you. That's okay. We see, he he's literally has a part where he's like, we sit next to each other on the bus. But we I never know what to say to her. I'm like, oh buddy. <laughs> it's it's very sweet. Um, back to being 13. Is that how I, old these kids are? I actually I don't know. I I think that they're 13 because later in the book they say like we're just a bunch of teenagers and I'm like I do not get 14, 15, 16 year old vibes from these kids especially mm-hmm. since Tom, Jake's brother is in high school. I was thinking hmm yeah, I was thinking like freshman year, early early in the freshman year of high school for these kids that so they'd be like 14. Yeah, they'd 14-ish. be 14 or 15. I yeah, don't know. Around, I got 13, like middle yeah, school. I think 13, for, I think they're like right in that range. They're like just teenagers. J- barely teenagers. Barely. Because you know when you turn, like, become a teenager, like, I'm a teenager now. Wait, and you just like, won't stop saying it and stuff. Yeah. But also, Jake and Mark, like, their their first scene is them at the arcade at the mall. <laughs> so... I don't know. Uh, I, I, we weren't alive in the '90s, so I don't know if it was common for high schoolers to go to the arcade at the mall. But I only Bruh. went to the arcade when I was like a child. I don't know. My brother loves a good old-fashioned arcade, and he's like 23. Oh, um, I still love the arcade. Don't get me wrong. But when I was like 14, when I was in high school, I wasn't going to the arcade. Well, I I don't know. I I avoided the mall like the plague when i was in both middle school and high school i just hate being perceived so that's oh, mostly so why. valid <laughs> uh yeah so i have no idea we're gonna we'll, we'll just label them as like 14 i'm mean, sorry 13 14 ish mm. area um so yeah really those are, that's our cast of characters for for i assume this series uh we also learned that um tom who is jake's brother is not there which I called immediately that he was an alien. Me too. Me I too. immediately Wait. called it. I did. I literally wrote it down. Where? I'm, let me find it in my notes. And I, was like, I put Tom is not there, which pretty clearly sets up the fact that he is an alien. <laughs> That's what <Ooh>. I wrote. <laughs> I was like, I wonder. I re- I've literally wrote in my notes. I wonder how long it's going to take them to realize that Tom is a controller. Like, are they're going to save this all. for the next book? Is that going to be this book's cliffhanger? Um, mm, no. <laughs> no. Well, pretty... they, they don't figure it out 
I think everyone else figures it out earlier, but Jake doesn't. We'll get well, to Jake that. Jake is in denial. Just... It's fine. Yeah. Okay, so... we should get back to like the linear timeline. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah, just do a quick synopsis of this book so that uh, we can say that we did. Okay. So the kids are walking home. They're walking they're home. home. They walk through a construction site. Um, and then boom, spaceship. Spaceship. <laughs> very land. immediately. Immediately, very obviously, a spaceship lands in the middle of this abandoned construction site mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to be in. Um, and and then, uh, the spaceship like looks like a bug, right? It does look um, like a bug. An oval bug. And then With a, stinger. a snail, deer, scorpion, horseman comes yes. out and dies in front of them. Yeah, no, no, it takes a while for him to die. His name it is uh, Prince Elfanger. Oh, yeah. But, like, I-, I think what's really interesting about this is that this is, like, an alien alien. This is not, like, Star Trek. It is, they even bring up, like, Star Trek, which I thought was interesting. Cause, I do like, love the Star Trek references. Because it, like, it grounds is, the show back into reality, kind of. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Like, this takes place in a town like yours. It's, it goes back mm-hmm. to that. But but these aliens are, like, extremely unhuman. And mm-hmm. I always am, am a fan of aliens in fiction being, like, completely whack. Like, almost scary to look at. I mm-hmm. would be terrified to see an Andalite. But apparently these kids are pretty down with it. Yeah, Jake even, like, Jake even said multiple times in the book that he looks gentle and friendly. Yeah, and I that's like... <laughs> like, peaceful. I was like, buddy, go that's to therapy. A, that's <laughs> a scary deer. That's a deer, that's a deer with human eyes. Two, two sets of eyes, one snail eyes, and also... No mouth. No mouth, no nose, just vertical slits. And a stinger. And a stinger, and communicates you communicates with you by reading your mind um <laughs> speaking to you in your brain hole in your like, brain hole no uh, no so like terrifying. like that was one of the things i didn't quite understand is that these kids seem pretty down with the sickness like immediately <laughs> <laughs> which like it couldn't it couldn't be me but i mean i think that the like it's implied that part of the reason these kids are like down with the sickness is that like the prince Elfanger is like putting his feelings into their feelings oh, yeah oh yeah and Which also feels... this alien's an alien prince i feel like that's oh yeah that's important i think it's an um, Elfanger. I, I i hope i'm not wrong I mean, his name was long which is why everyone's long there they go some of the names in this book are <clears throat> Uh, keyboard smashes is what they are <laughs> um uh but like i don't know i always i felt kind of uncomfortable with the fact that this dear man this dear man was just like placing his feelings into these children kind of, like because like you it's very easy to do it without their consent like as we're shown with viscer three mm-hmm. like you can mm-hmm. just do that without their consent and i don't know it felt kind of creepy which i think is part of the point because it's I an think- alien yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. It was creepier, creepy in that, like, he was, like, in their head. And mm. he was like, you are five 13-year-old kids um, that I'm gonna, like, project my dying emotions onto. Um, but, but, oh, also, <laughs> but also, I feel like, you know, um, this is... 
this is sci-fi, so this is not going to sound as crazy as um, maybe it would if this was like a different book. But I feel like a lot of there's a lot of times when they first meet the um, in, the print, the alien and, print. and delight. Thank you, and delight. Finger. <laughs> um whatever prince yeah, Alfie. And, yeah prince Alfie. um when they first meet him like jake says he feels like he seems familiar to them yeah um like i feel like and this kind of gets into like predictions for later books but i feel like maybe there'll be some sort of time traveling where will they'll i like, wouldn't meet put him. it past him i wouldn't, I wouldn't put, put it past, past this book him this this series and like this genre um to do that just how weird it is already I, I feel like the the shenanigans that have been happening i feel like we might see some of that oh yeah later. i agree um so the kids get the power of the morph yeah he hands them this box <laughs> yes, which, um... which is and the power to morph into any animal um mm-hmm. right Yes, um, pretty much any creature. I, yeah, I have several questions. Mm, Firstly, okay. Firstly, can they? Is it any Earth creature, or is it just any no, creature? Any creature, because as we're shown with Visser Three, it's any alien creature, and that's why he does those insane, spooky things, which we will get into very shortly. Okay, when he okay. eats a man. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Secondly, second question. Mm-hmm. Um, can does that mean that they could possibly turn into an andalite? Because I feel they touched the Prince Elfie, right? Like they. Yeah, they. T- I don't know. Like if they wanted to, could they morph into him? Yeah, can I don't. You- I'm not. I guess so. I mean, is he? He's technically an animal because you know humans are animals, and yeah, like could could they morph into other people? Could they morph into humans? I yeah, would could they morph? That, like, that that might happen later in the series if they touched on that. Okay, I've been kind of like browsing the covers. Um, <laughs> yeah, no one's turning into a me. human. No one's turning into a covers. human on these covers. But I would be I would be curious to see if that that happens i mean there is that one though of danny devito turning into a pug that's not relevant i just want to say that that exists on the internet and i would i would if i had here's here's my ideal um uh animorphs cover it's me and i animorph into john malkovich um (laughs) bald-headed John Malkovich. Actually, I wanna I wanna work with John Malkovich. (laughs) No! Why would you say that? (laughs) No, no, no. I wanna morph into the John Malkovich from being John Malkovich, where like the guy goes into the hole and he goes into a world where everyone is John Malkovich and they just talk like Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. I want that. I want to be the woman Malkovich, where it's like a woman's body with like very curvaceous. So she's wearing a very revealing red dress, and then her face is just John Malkovich. I want to be that. I want to morph into that, and is I want to morph into this the fever dream that you've had. <laughs> I've had several nightmares <laughs> of morphing into John Malkovich. <laughs> oh my god oh my god speaking of nightmares viscer three gets on the scene wait i'm not done with my questions oh. wait <laughs> more questions 
Forget about John. Forget about John Malkovich. It's I about me never, now. Don't you ever fucking <laughs> tell me to forget about John Malkovich ever again, bitch. I'll kill you. <laughs> that escalated very quickly. I will defend John Malkovich with my life. Okay. I will. I am sworn to the blade. <laughs> John Malkovich. I'm crying. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll, okay. What's your question? I'll I'll leave Johnny M alone. I promise. Um. Okay. <laughs> Third question. Third question. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't remember the question. <laughs> God damn it, Brain. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me try to find it in my notes. I distracted you with my John Malkovich <laughs> so much. I love I... John Malkovich. He's an icon of the Chicago improv community. <laughs> my dude, and that's it. That's all he's known for. Um, it was a question about morphing. Um, I gathered. I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember it now. Okay, well, let's just move on. Um, okay, so where are we <laughs> okay. at? Okay, so, so the Andalite dies. No, no, and... no, no, no. Uh, he dies in a very specific way because oh, Mr. Freeze shows up, the Wait. antagonist. The main antagonist, yes. Okay, so... On the scene. He scares Mr. the fuck out of me. Mr. Three looks like an Andalite. Yes. Oh, I remember my question now. Oh, yay! I remember my shout-out. I... It... Okay, Okay, so the prince, the Andalite prince, at one point, um, mentions that Andalites are the only species that can morph. Does that mean that only Andalites and humans have the physical capability to be to morph, or does that mean that Andalites aren't the only one who possess the technology to morph? No, I think yeah, I, that's a good question because I. Like these kids are humans and they end up morphing, so mm, it could be that oh like my god. Jenny. Oh my god, I'm so I'm I'm so fucking sorry. Um <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like 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 Andalites might be the only ones who have the I'm not sure if it's technology, but the ability, like the uh knowledge of how to do it, I guess. Um, and because because uh, we've established that El- Prince Elfie is a tel- telepathic creature, so I feel like he just transfers the knowledge to the kid's brain. Like, that's how Tobias learns how to morph. True, um, but doesn't he have them, like, put their hand on that blue box? I think so. I can't exactly remember. I, Let I me find it. Let me find box. it. I'm going to find textual evidence. Let's Hit me with here. the textual evidence. I will. I got a scroll. It's open on my computer, but it's got a scroll. Scrolling. Oh, and we're scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm Hold. also scrolling. Hold. A lot of plot. A lot of plot happening. Oh, plot I'll happening. write the box. I'll write the box because, Thank because you. Jake goes into <laughs> the ship. And this part just made me laugh. He sees like a picture of their family. Yeah, why do <laughs> they have... Like, I, it was a th- it's a three-dimensional picture. So it's just call it a hologram, maybe. Um, but, <laughs> like, it, it made it feel like a lifetime show. It, I do. You know? I read that and I was like... I, at this point, we've subverted a lot of expectations. We've done very well. Subverted some tropes, some, mm-hmm. some like, 
you know, some some things that you would expect in the 90s. And then we got to that part, and I was like, good to see that the nuclear family structure is alive oh, and well yeah. on Love other planets. That. <laughs> Love that for us. I was Four like, we were doing so well. Two, two Andalites, two kids, and a dog. <laughs> like, yeah. And that I was hear- literally the picture. I was like, hmm. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's not that's, bad. That's, I was just. That's was what just... gets uh, Jake, that small flame of anger, is this family and. I don't know. I would have felt pretty angry from the moment Elfie was like, they are doing space colonialism. Uh, yeah. But but you know what? It's whatever. It's it as much as here's the thing about Animorphs is as much as it is very subversive for children's book series and as much as it is really different from children's book series, it's still for kids. It's true. So there's still going to be like some some kid stuff that you know, like I, as an adult, am not gonna be as into, like the mm-hmm. whole fact that later in the book, one of the main bad guys for the book is the vice principal. <laughs> Which, yeah, no, I did appreciate that. Even it though, was the nineties, fully grown adult because I've had some evil vice principals. I think we all have. Well, I just um, feel like like we should probably talk about this later, but I am going to say, I feel like that is one of the most nineties things about this book is the fact that the villain is the vice principal. Cause there's never been a good vice principal in fiction. No, this feels very Ferris Bueller. Yes. Um, Yeah. And that was eighties, but you know, Ferris Bueller meets HP Lovecraft. Thank you. Exactly. Meets a dash of Mary Shelley meets Dune. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So plot wise, Mister Three, Three shows up. Go ahead. Three. Go ahead. He, I uh, this man, man, this man? creature scares You're the man? shit out of me because he he shows up and he looks like an andalite because he is you know possessing an andalite and because he's got a yerk in his brain because he's got a yerk in the brain which for context according to the novel not the novel the book the novel shut up looks like a rat-sized slug it's like a little Um, worm when i read that i was like wow i love dax from star trek oh (laughs) it's like a shitty dax it is a shitty dax (laughs) like there's shitty what is Dax's species again? Oh, I don't remember. Don't, don't put me on the spot for this one. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's move on. Anyway, so- I was like, I did, I was like, I love all of the references to like pop culture and especially Star Trek. Because um, you know they've probably seen that because um, um, DS9 came out in the 90s, right? Yes. So they were probably, when the Andalite was like, it's a slug, I'm sure in all of their kid brains were like wow i love dax and then he's like but the slug is evil and they're like damn Damn. Uh, Damn. that's actually really interesting i think because i think the book came out in 97 and uh ds9 i think it was 99 i mean 98 oh okay but either way ds9 came out in like 92 i think 92 or 94 so it's pretty likely that any of these kids watching or reading Animorphs and watching DS9 are like seeing the connections but the the Yerks are not as great as Dax no (laughs) they actually suck quite a bit uh because they're doing uh space colonialism space colonialism and and I am sorry for this connection that I'm about to draw but the moment that I read about the Yerk pools I thought of one film 
Jupiter ascending. Oh my god. <laughs> if you've never seen, if you're listening to this and you've never seen Jupiter ascending, first, first of, all, of all, go watch it. You have it. taste. You, you have, have taste. To, you have taste. We don't because we've watched it many times and it's terrible. Um, it came out like mid. 2010s like 2015 when all like YA was at the height of its popularity and they tried to do a movie version like of a YA book that hadn't been written yet kind of thing um pretty much and it's terrible they did a lot of world building in in a very small amount of time but anyway anyway it's about space capitalism the bad guys in I only mention it because the bad guys in it are harvesting humans to create mm-hmm. pools of eternal life, basically. Oh, I see what and you're doing there. I, I immediately saw, like, yerk pools, pools of eternal life. What is the co- the chemical they use that the Abrasax children <laughs> use? Oh, it has it has many names. Regenex. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I don't remember the other ones. I just remember the beginning of that quote. Uh, <laughs> um, it goes by many names. Uh, yerk pool. Uh, but, uh... I immediately drew that connection and I'm calling copyright infringement on that because that sounds extremely the same. I was thinking it does sound extremely the same. However, I was thinking Jupiter ascending and like, I also made that connection but at a different point. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to admit that to you because um, I knew you'd lose your mind. But I did. When like, we were getting all of this information, like when the rest of the aliens landed and right when Visor 3 steps out and the Andalite is like projecting information about all these other species oh, right. into, into their brains, I was like, this is a lot of information. That's a lot of information. This is some brain work. This, and I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, this is the entirety of Jupiter ascending. Like this, right. this one page feels like a whole movie. It does, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was off topic. But anyway, so Visor Three steps out. We've been on the same part of the book for like we've only gone to like the first twenty pages. But you know it's what? Fine. We're also doing analysis as we're doing it, so I think we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Okay. So all right. You, you are we ahead. saying are we saying Visor Three or Visor Three? Because I saw two S's. I think it's Visor. I just <laughs> Golf Visor Three. <laughs> Bowling yeah. visor three. I, don't, I was just thinking visor. I don't vizier like, three. Like, I don't know. Oh, vizier. Um, th- maybe that's where the word visor comes from. But anyway, visor three is like a more competent version of the Abersax children. And then uh, he gets even scarier when he morphs into a, a like an alien creature and fucking eats the prince. Yeah, he just straight up swallows him. I was like vividly. I that and I was like. Yeah, in vivid detail. I was like, is this real? Is this a real thing? It was <laughs> really, thing? really gross. And it reminded me of H.P. Lovecraft without the racism. Um, <laughs> but it was like <laughs> very, was like, very this intense. This is for children. <laughs> this is for children. children. I, I don't know how I feel about like violence, violence, like this being in children's novels. Because I think you have to do it... Um, in a responsible way like there was mm-hmm. a book series once I, re- I only read the first one but it was called the demonata mm-hmm. and the first book is really famous for this super disgusting gory scene of the main character's parents he like like the main character walks into the house and the parents have been like strewn from the ceiling 
got like vivid description of the guts mm-hmm. and, and blood like they're hanging by their own entrails kind of shit mm-hmm. um and i thought that was not a great use of violence because then it just feels like excessive and exploitative like it's violence without meaning yeah it does kind of feel like it's for shock factor and not for i actually felt like like for this for animals like there was a pretty clear impact of why mm-hmm. they're showing Visser 3 eating this man. You know, it's not just to, like, you know, shock the audience and, and scare yeah. them, but also to show, like, how strong this dude is, how confident is like, he is. Yeah, like, this is a pivotal point in setting up the main antagonist and being very clear about what they're capable of mm-hmm. and what these kids are up against and, like, very clearly setting up the stakes for the rest of the series. Um, so I feel like this was tasteful violence, if yeah, it was it was it was intentional. It had mm-hmm. intent behind it. But uh, my one note for this page was holy fuck, because holy god, it was very a lot. It was so very lot. Go running. <laughs> my one should. note, my one note for this page was: Is there a viscer one and two? Is there a I hierarchy? Think there are I think there are, and I think we're gonna see them later in the the book mm-hmm. and i think that what's really interesting about that is that this or what or viscer three were shown as already like a really scary person mm-hmm. and then we see the three in his name and we think like oh fuck there's still a viscer one and two like yeah that's I what think, i vibe i got yeah this feels very intentional and very i don't i don't know i i, I yeah I like the thought of setting up the main antagonist um, in the book one as, like, not being the, like, the final boss, if that makes sense. Mm. (laughs) Um, I like, I like a villain, I like a good villain progression where you slowly level up throughout the series. Uh, Yeah. I do like that. Because a good villain reveal is always good. In my opinion, but I pers- I pers- I don't know if I count this as a reveal, but I do think that Visser Three eating Prince Elfie is a very good introduction to who this character is. Absolutely, for sure. So, I agree. so the okay. kids go run in, run in, and run in, run in, Jake sacrifices a homeless man, and um... yeah, you know what? You got to do it. <laughs> You don't, you don't gotta do it. You don't gotta do it. But like, he did it. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> it's aliens, man. He's running from aliens. It was he was like, it's kill or be killed. I do appreciate Rachel. How when Jake, like Jake, tripped and fell, and she was running, and then she looked back, and he was like, "What are you doing? Run!" And she did it. She, she was like, "Okay, bolted. I'm gone." She She's his cousin. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, speaking of, I need to, I need to say this. Speaking of, like him being like her being his cousin jake needs to stop talking about how pretty rachel is it made me real uncomfortable it was i was like i really thought she was gonna be made in love interest and then he was like but i can't date her because she's my cousin and i was like <laughs> she's my cousin. who knows this could be a town in alabama you didn't tell us where it's sweet where home it alabama oh <laughs> uh, jinkies but but uh so jake so they, the kids all get home and they go to bed <laughs> Yeah, they just fall asleep because I mean trauma is tired. exhausting. And then let's see, Tobias shows Tobias, up at Jake's yeah. house and wakes him up, and 
He's a he's bird. Like, no. Is he not a bird at this point? He's not a bird at this point. He, oh, right. He wakes up, he wakes up Jake and he's like, bruh, time to morph into my cat. <laughs> it's time to morph, bro. Yeah, he, he was like, I think he was like, I morphed into dude. I was like, who is dude? Dude is Tobias' <laughs> cat. When he said that, I thought of the dude from the Big Lebowski. I don't know what that Bridges. Oh, you've never seen the Oh, well, the dude is like a the dude abides. People listening will probably know what I'm talking about, but like that's what I saw in my head. And then when when Jake eventually transforms into his dog Homer, uh, I also thought of transforming into the uh philosopher. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, let me talk about the morphing process. It's- Gross. Why is it so? I would be freaked out. It's nasty. It seems. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This seems traumatic. It does. Like these kids are gonna be messed up. Uh, I I mean, they already are. Oh, I mean, Jake at the end of the book is pretty fucked up. But like, it was. It was gross. But I will say this: I was not giving the covers enough of a credit. Mm-hmm. They're that's very accurate. Pretty exactly what's going on whenever these kids morph. Like, like Jake was describing the morphing into the lizard later on, and mm-hmm. then like we actually like 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 then you look at the cover and it's like, oh, that's the morph, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty spot on. It's still funny, and I'm still gonna make fun of them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. spot on. Absolutely, I do. I have to give Animorphs credit. I think in a lot of series where there is some sort of shape-shifting happening, um, authors will kind of, like, skirt around the shape-shifting, like, actual, like, issue, kind of shy away from how gross it it is by being like, there was a flash of light, and then suddenly there was a cat on the table. This is, like... A cow? Graphic. A cat. Whatever. Oh. Um, Um... or like, you know, being like, make it super fast. But this is directly dependent on the kid's own ability and, um, like, commitment yeah. to the morphing. So if they stop halfway, they're just, like, gross and deformed. Um, it was nasty. Which is terrifying, nasty. But also, just, like, really, I think it's really impressive on the I think it's impressive, author's too. Behalf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, like, not just the fact that, like, she had the balls to, like, write that, but, mm-hmm. like, the fact that the descriptions are as vivid as they are, like, really helps you, like, get how, just how alien the process is. Yes. Because they were taught this by an uh, alien. <laughs> yeah, so like, you can tell be, that like, this process wasn't designed for a human body. Yeah. Um, um, but also, I just wanted to point out this line that happens at the end of this chapter, where he says, uh, Jake says, uh, in reference to Tobias, he says, "Eyes I can only now see in memory." I thought Tobias was gonna die, and that in a way, he kind of does. He does a little bit. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Uh, so Jake goes anyway. back into the yard. He morphs into his dog Homer. It was gross, specifically the way she described the bones cracking bones. and forming, and the leg like going back into like a hind leg. Ugh. I have <laughs> to say though, the back. bones cracking. I was like, I was like, my bones crack every time like my ankles crack every time i walk downstairs um so i was like that's relatable yeah i is uh, my my spine my spine's bad <laughs> mine too um so anyway so he morphs into a dog it was gross and then they yeah. and then he has like a, a chat with his brother 
Um, Tom is definitely like like I immediately knew. <laughs> yeah, especially what is what is his group? The sharing. The sharing. Like Come on, that sounds like, <laughs> like cult stuff. Full cult. Like you couldn't even call it like the Boy Scouts of of blank and blank. Like yeah, can you call it like the rowing club? The sharing. That you sounds so sus. Like, book club. <laughs> like, Hey, come, ABC. come on to volleyball practice. Like, come on. Yeah, he like, could have just said that he was going to the basketball practice, which he's already a part of. And it's like, this was written in the 90s when a lot of people were scared of cults, even still. Like, there was, like, the whole cult fever in the 80s, and people were still scared of cults in the 90s. So any kid around this time would know that the sharing is a cult name. That's a cult. For sure. I mean... It's not technically a cult, but it kind of is. I mean, sort yeah, of. we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, so, so anyway, so he Tom talks with Tom. Together, right? Well, that, yes, he, he does talk with Tom. Yeah, have so they Tom have a talk. quick chat, and then they go to Cassie's farm. Yes. Um, she's a horse girl. And she's and a horse girl. And then literally, she's a horse girl. Cassie has... More main character vibes than Jake. I'm just gonna I say agree. It. I agree. I'm just gonna say it. She she does. I mean, like I know she's supposed to be the love interest, but she she's she great. got she got main character energy, and I she love does. it. She's got main character. I cannot deal with the horse girl vibes that <laughs> come off this character in a really good way. In a really good way, as someone who mm-hmm. was friends with a lot of horse girls in uh, uh elementary and middle school i was personally uh, a warrior cats kid so i what was i um oh also dragons i was a dragon kid Ooh, me too i i really liked space that was kind of <laughs> i i don't like space even even back then i was pretty terrified of space you don't like space space no. is so cool no 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 i have I like a phobia it... of space oh i love it i love the vast emptiness that's what i hate Oh, I love it. I find cosmic insignificance very comforting. And I don't. I know. <laughs> this, is the thing, this is the thing we always talk about where it's like, you'll be forgotten soon. It's very comforting to you. <laughs> Not yeah, that me. one time that you had like an awkward interaction and I was like, don't worry, you will be forgotten. And you were like, that was the wrong thing that, to say. <laughs> I think that was when I dropped the salsa. Oh, yeah. When you dropped the salsa <laughs> in a grocery store. And everyone was staring at you. Stop! <laughs> what do you want from me? I gave no. you my comfort words. I don't know. But anyway, so they're Let's talking get back to about, the ABC. Okay. They're talking about what to do, and they're having this pretty big debate as to whether or not to get involved with the alien space civil war. Yes. Oh. A small interjection before Cassie uh, found out, like a way to morph with her clothes still on. Um, I think it's important to note that both of the boys, both of the times that they could fully morph, naked, fully naked. Um, Which I appreciate them for bringing that up. Yeah. Like that's another thing. Like the author doesn't try to like make shortcuts or uh, try to get around things. Like this is the messy, me- like the messy truth of, of morphing. Mm. It um, makes it feel more organic, like an actual, like, process like a physical process not just True. like magic Ca- uh, cassie is kind of a a baller though for being able to she's a fucking baller we stand we stand. we stand um anyway so they're trying to 
discuss um getting involved yeah in this literal intergalactic intergalactic uh, anti-colonialist anti-imperialism war Mm -hmm. these 13 year olds are talking about (laughs) these very fragile 13 year olds are talking about it and and Marco, throughout the whole thing, is pretty staunchly against it, which I completely agree with. I yeah, would one hundred percent be in his shoes in this, and I'm, and he's like, like the reason why he is doing it is not just because he's a reasonable person, but also because like he is a reasonable person, but his, also his, because his family. Yeah, his you know? didn't his his mom died and his dad like fell yeah, apart. Like his, his dad, dad is, is solely living up. for Marco. Yeah, um, which I think. I don't, I don't. I yeah. I mean that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, like absolutely. Like I, if, I if someone was solely on this planet just for me, I would want to be around as long as possible. Yeah, I'm team. Make sure that they were this. as well. And then, like later uh-huh. on in the book, I don't know if it happens in this uh, section, but like I think it's Rachel calls Marco selfish for not wanting to die <laughs> in a war. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, all I'm saying is Marco has the reasonable good opinion for this. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, Rachel, as much as I love her, um, I mean, they're all kids, so they're all going to have flaws. I mean, oh, yeah. every person, whether or not they're a kid or an adult, will have flaws. Um, and I, I do like to see that that's being Yeah, yeah, there. I agree. I agree. But she's all, like, that was like, Still, that specific I line, mean, like, made me like real mad. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, but I also, but I also get, like, why the others would join in this war. Because they are, like, the only ones. They're, like, yeah, the only no, this ones. is, the thing is about the situation is, like, there is no it's a lose, right lose. answer. It's a lose-lose situation. So, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of brilliant. I it's love it. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, this book, it's really good. This book slaps, I gotta be honest. Oh, this book does slap. Um, so they're still debating when some cops show up. A cab, uh, a cab, <laughs> especially no, 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 no. For for real though, um, because didn't, um, didn't, what is his name? Luke, Jake, <laughs> Luke, Jake, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus. Um, Luke mentioned um in his description of Cassie that she is black, right? Yes. So black. when the cops showed up, I was like, <laughs> goop, <getting> nervous, <sighs> goop. Um, and then they but, leave. So they show up. They leave. But no. Um, but we. I do want to point out, and this is your original note. But I also wrote it down. K. A. Applegate really did say a cab. Really, and really I did. commend her for it. I commend it. Especially because did did you get did you catch this line at the bottom of the at the end of that chapter where the cops show up, um, and um, what's Luke, Jake, um, I mean, Jake says, like, Just give him a different white boy name every time. (laughs) Mark, David, uh, Stephen. Stephen was like, the, the, um, Phil, um, Phil, uh, he was talking to Cassie and, and, um, she was like, I'm glad you're safe. Um, that cop was like coming for you, and he was like, "You were in more danger than I was." Um, I didn't catch that line. You didn't catch it? Oh shit! What? Where is? Where That's where I wrote that? that note that said, "K. Applegate said, a cab." 
Damn. I think it was at the end of the chapter. Which chapter was it? I don't remember. Well, well, I'll reread it and find it. But like that is based and bread pilled. That is Comrade Applegate. (laughs) (laughs) Comrade Applegate. We have no choice but to stand. So uh, uh, the cops show up. They uh, snoop. They They snoop. Um, And afterwards, uh, when Jake is at his house, Tom approaches Jake and mentions the same cult. And if you didn't get that at this point, Tom was a controller. Like you're, I don't know dumb, what to do. You're as dumb as Jake. Like, <laughs> yeah, because Jake doesn't pick it up. Like even when he says that, like he doesn't even get. It doesn't even feel like he gets. Poor Jacob was in denial. I think we he's can all either. On that. He's either. I wrote this down. He's either really, really dumb or willfully ignorant. Like willfully. I think he's in just denial. willfully. As much as I like to make fun of white boys for being dumb, if you're listening to this and you're a white boy deal with it um and i apologize also um like if my brother was exhibiting suspicious behavior and like i think he might be possessed by an alien i would also not want to believe it i'm a cynical person so i probably would but i wouldn't want to believe that yeah i can see that i can see that so we also learn uh what exactly the yerk pools are which we mentioned and unlike the Abersax pools, unlike the Regenex, um, mm-hmm. Yerks, like, need the Yerk pools to survive. Yeah, because it's like they're vitamins, like, as the Yerk pools are as vitamins are to humans, right? Yes. Like, we, they would get space scurvy. <laughs> yeah, but they would, they would die, pretty much. So, uh, I mean, humans can die from scurvy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would die. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, I, think that it's, I think that it's interesting because it kind of puts yerks in the same like limbo as like vampires where like people Mm -hmm. people have to get hurt in order to keep the species alive so then at this point the question for me and i think one of the questions of the series hopefully will be like do you genocide the genociders because like if you get rid of all the yerk pools Mm -hmm. like the colonialism will stop yes but also this entire species will die yeah, I think this is the Yerk pools. I'm I'm really glad that you brought this up because I think these are really interesting, not just for that question, but also because they kind of like, I mean, obviously they're not human because they're aliens, but they humanize the Yerks um, mm. by giving them a weakness um, that could be exploitable. Um, yeah. But like, this also- is a really tough question that I have a feeling is going to be answer- answered uh, I hope so. Later because on. Because I, 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 I definitely feel like, at least in this book, um, like, it, it feels like the Yerks are portrayed as, like, unabashed, evil, like, completely mm-hmm. irredeemable. Like, they do genocide, they do colonialism, mm-hmm. like, they do all these things. And I, I gotta say, my prediction, I highly doubt we're gonna get a sympathetic Yerk. Because, like, mm-hmm. their very existence is kind of parasitic. Yeah, you know, it's not like like Dax, where like the new host semi uh, willingly, sometimes not willingly in other cases, but it's not like the new host is a a a, a very detailed passed on consented thing. Yeah, like, and like Yerks their personalities their very... meld. Yeah, um, that's not how it is at all with Yerks. Like they're they are parasites, but they're con- they're still conscious beings, and they're still clearly have a culture and like 
autonomy, but mm-hmm. they also mm-hmm. are terrible and imperialists and 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 they genocide. So again, the question is, are they going to genocide the genociders and what are the ethics of that? Oh, I really hope this gets addressed. I, I really, really hope. hope too, because I think it's really interesting, but I don't know. I don't know how deep you can get into these kinds of questions in a children's book series. This is not like to denigrate children's book series, but like, I'm not sure. No, but I, yeah, no, I, I completely agree that there are limitations within a children's book series. Although from what we've seen in this series already, I have a feeling that Kay Applegate will go very far to answer this question. Yeah, the question like, will not does it does not seem out of character for this series. No, to talk there's about. not a lot of beating around the bush in this series, or like there's not a lot of shortcuts happening. Not, I, I so I, I highly doubt that we won't get yeah. some sort of an answer or further exploration of this question. Yeah, there's um, not a lot of like fade to black. Like cut to black. Mm-hmm. Like, we we see Visser three eat Prince Elfie. Like you know like- what? And I really I find this refreshing because this is something that used to like really irritate me when when I was a, a kid. Like, have you ever read um uh, what is it called? A Wrinkle in Time? No, I didn't. I didn't ever read it. Okay, probably should have. But um, it's. From what I remember of the book, the main villains are kind of like the same, like, alien species. They're pure evil. They don't, like, they're not parasites. They don't take over people. But they just, like, colonize planets and destroy them and just, like, wipe them out. And they're just pure evil. And the way that the main character and her band of heroes, um, like, defeats them is through love <laughs> um, okay. just like through the power of love <laughs> okay and I, we read that in class and i just like dragged it in our analysis during a socratic seminar i remember and like the teacher was like okay uh what happened to you and i was like it's not realistic <laughs> i do think though here's the thing is from what i understand from a wrinkle in time it is a fantasy and I think that that is an acceptable ending for a fantasy, and I think for the world that that wrinkle in time like establishes, if mm-hmm. I'm not, if I'm like correct, where like they establish that it kind of just runs on that sort of logic, that would mm-hmm. be a very inappropriate ending for this book series. Yeah. We've, we've already established that this is a world filled with war and racism and trauma and PTSD and aliens. <laughs> yeah, so. if if if. Yeah, absolutely. Like, ending this book series with, like, the power of love would be basically the same thing as, like, I don't know, ending the Harry Potter series with, like, all the kids just moving on and having no symptoms of PTSD and all just, like, kids having kids up and, like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> and having kids and just sending them to Hogwarts with no reason and, like, Harry becoming a wizard cop, you know. Oh, wait, that did happen. Oh, wait. Never mind. That's... That's interesting, Bryn. Uh, sounds like you've got something to work through there, but we don't have the time. We don't have the we don't have the time to get through that. Yeah, um, sorry, I forgot this was the ABC, not um, the, the HPBC. Um, but yeah, I think that the answer to the, this question is both of them are bad because you either let the species live and continue mm-hmm. harming most of the galaxy, or you completely wipe out an entire species and culture. So anyway, the kids decide so anyway, to go to the sharing. <laughs> the kids yeah, decide they go to, go to the sharing and they like play volleyball. For and they a while eat barbecue, the and then 
And then there's a secret VIP meeting and Tom mm-hmm. goes. So then Jake morphs into his dog and like snoops around and they find out that their vice principal is Vice principal Chapman. No. And yes. it's confirmed that Tom is a controller. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, and, and I, I get I, I commend Jake at this point for finally saying, even though Marco called it out earlier, mm-hmm. I completely commend Jake for finally going like, yeah, my yeah. brother's in a cult. <laughs> or excuse my me, my brother's getting possessed by an alien. <laughs> sucks to suck. So I, I, I wrote for this one, uh, they see Tom, the cops, and oh! <gasps> Vice Principal Chapman. What? Because, <laughs> and then I said, you know, this was written in the '90s because the vice president is evil. As we've discussed, there is no good vice president. I'm sorry if you had a good vice president in your in your middle school. Uh, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. So the kids decide they're gonna spy on Chapman at the school, and yes. it turns into a lizard, which. Uh, oh, I thought you said a wizard. And I no, not like, a wizard. He turns into a wizard. He turns into Merlin. Turns but the into hot Gandalf. Merlin. Oh, he turns into Gandalf. He turn, but uh, Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf the White? Uh, Gandalf the Grey right now. Gandalf? He's gonna die. Shut up. Gandalf the Grey. He's going to die first and come back. And oh, yeah. Back until his task is done. If uh, it, to here's the thing. Gandalf if these kids the just transformed into a Balrog, all of their problems would be solved. They would they would have to acquire the Balrog's DNA though. <laughs> they would have to put the Balrog into a trance. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what happens, by the way. They the kids touch the animal and the animal goes into a trance. Um As you do. So Jake turns into a lizard, not a wizard. And I gotta say, there's probably a better animal to turn into, like a less noticeable animal. Right? Am yeah. I wrong here? I mean, like wizards aren't typically running around in middle schools. Or no, school. maybe like a mouse or something. I was thinking the same thing, like a mouse or a bug. A bug? How would you? You have to acquire its DNA, though. Like you can it, touch bugs a bug. Bugs are hard to count. I mean, hard to catch. You just touch a bug. I could catch a bug right now. <laughs> you get it? I could touch a bug. I could touch a bug right now. I could catch a bug right now. I could do it. I'm sorry if you're British and you're listening to this. I could catch a bug right now and and go get its DNA. All I'm saying is there's better there's better animals to do. So, but anyway, uh, uh, Jake follows Chapman, gets into a, a a harrying scene where Chapman steps on his lizard tail. That was graphic. I I I think that that the reason that here's my theory: the reason Jake transforms into a lizard is because K. A. Applegate wanted to teach the kids some lizard facts, <laughs> like how that tail is completely off. valid. Yeah, because his tail falls off and it saves him. And it's like, yeah, good. Uh, but so they Valid. discover that there's a yerk pool under the school. There's a school pool in the janitor's closet. In the janitorial closet, and and as like Chapman opens the door, Jake can hear the like screams of the people. You <laughs> and think I was like, oh, notice that? Just like. I guess that is yeah. American I mean, public it's school. It's a really though. good door, I guess. Yeah, American public school is just. Doors to the basement with children and people screaming at them. It's fine. Sounds like PE, actually. <laughs> that yeah, that was that sounds like homeroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the kids decide they're gonna sneak into the yerk pool and kick ass. But first, they have to practice some morphing, and they got to get That's some. Right. So they got to get some animals to, to morph. 
they go to basically what is Six Flags. And Six Flags with a zoo? My Six Flags has a zoo. Mine doesn't? What the fuck? It's called Discovery Kingdom. What the shit? Mine doesn't. That's the person being in California. We baby. have the we have the great American we have Great American Eagle. Whatever. That's it's not an animal, but it's named you after the, we also uh, have the, the water park. That's like the the temp the Olympus, right? Yeah, Mount Olympus. I have to take you to that anyway. It's the um, dream. It's the so dream. they go to Six Flags with the zoo. They go to Six Flags oh with the zoo. Um, oh my god! What if? Sorry. What if their town is actually? Uh, ooh, where is Six Flags in California? What if their t- town is like Modesto? That means yeah. nothing to me, and you know it. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Um, is Modesto? Is there nothing in Modesto? I mean, there's Except nothing in most of California, despite what they would have you believe. Oh. Um. Anyway, so the so it's Six Flags Discovery Kingdom they go to, which is called like what the gardens. The gardens, in this book. which also and sounds like a cult. It does sound like a cult. If you You're put right. a the in front of something, it's gonna sound like a cult. Just saying. So the ABC sounds like a cult to you? Um, I declined to comment. <laughs> You're like, no comment. Um, no comment, please. Uh, and, oh, and Mark, Mark and Jake almost get eaten by tigers. <laughs> they almost they get do, eaten alive by tigers. Because they, they sneak into, like, the back room behind the cages. And uh, because Cassie's mom works there. And um, then they get chased by an old man who is a security guard. And then... After first acquiring some gorilla DNA for Marco, picked that up on the way, and then they split up, and Marco and Jake like fall into the yeah, tiger cage. They just get into a tiger cage somehow, and they and all they, die. Like, it's fine. Get really roughed up, and somehow escape and meet up with Cassie and Tobias and uh, <laughs> and Rachel. And no, no, no. Like, they don't meet up with Cassie, and that's really important oh that's right with tobias and rachel and they're like oh my god did you like how far did they chase you and they're like they nobody chased us we've just been acquiring all this dna this whole time what'd you guys get and they're like one thing we got one thing um but also they like they're like oh cassie's not here oh i bet she just went home like (laughs) guys maybe you should check in because you're getting left by aliens to be fair, her parents work there, so maybe like yeah, I guess she ran into her parents. I don't know. It's yeah, the 90s. it's nineties. They have no texting. But I gotta say, the zoo sucks because the, the implication is that like like Cassie's mom allowed like like the reason Cassie knows how to do like all this stuff, like how to get into deep close contact with an animal that could kill her. Uh, this gorilla is because Cassie's mom like is a zookeeper and, and stuff. But like that is extremely irresponsible. <laughs> I gotta say, I I I got no thoughts about that. I don't know. I mean, that's that was all Um, I'm saying. Is this seems like it's irresponsible to allow a 13 year old girl to be in close contact with that animal. So while they're discussing the plan, I think they 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 get that at some point they get back to. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? Is it because I went like at that? You're not sorry. Don't lie to me. I'm not sorry. I do it too. Go ahead. Sorry. So they at some point get back to, I think they're at the school and they're discussing like the plan. And then they realize, Mm -hmm. oh shit, buddy. Cassie got snatched. Yeah. So they show up to go to the 
to the uh, the Yerk pool and like take them down. And then they're like, "Where's Cassie? She's not there." Also, Tobias has already morphed into a uh, a bird, bird. A, a hawk, a hawk, which is very um, important that he's already morphed this early. Yeah, so he's already morphed when he gets in there. And Jake just, like, right off the bat has a bad feeling. But then they're like, you're our leader. What are we going to do? First of all, first oh, of all, oh. why is Jake the leader? Why is it? Is it because he's white? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no shade to Jake. But you should not be the that? leader. Like, like I don't know. Like, Tobias seems to have... I. Like, I think you can make a better case for all of these kids being a leader than Jake. Like, Tobias has a better understanding of morphing. Cassie is more level-headed and kinder. Rachel Mm -hmm. knows how to do the battle plans because she's an action girl. And Marco has the charisma. You know, he's got the charismaticness in order to, to, like, lead them. He's not as invested in the conflict, of course, but, like, he is a leader. Jake is not a leader. <laughs> he he didn't have anything, so they had to give him something. They had to give him personality. And his personality is leader. His personality is the leader. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Anyway, Applegate. He's, like, he's like, all right, let's do this. We're going to do go it. Let's rescue Cassie. <laughs> uh, but they don't know she's missing by now. It's not confirmed. Oh, until they right. get into the pool and then they see her. And then, and they're, then like, they're like, oh, and then they shit, confirm it. buddy. Cassie yeah. got nabbed. She got snatched. <laughs> um, so they head, so they go to rescue her. And, and also, and the, the, I, I gotta say, this Yerk pool is like way bigger than I thought it was gonna be. And I think- Me too, didn't you the kids like it extends under the entire town? It's a full city. Yeah, it's insane. Hot like, hot damn. Oh, and there's like people in cages- because mm-hmm. the Yerks came out of their brain hole and they're meaning their ears and plopped into the pool. But once they plop out of their brain, the people like regain their um yes, which is autonomy, and they're like nah, 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 nah. They're like I am not a slave. There's like one woman who's like I, I am a free sh- woman. Oh yeah, <laughs> queen. Which is um, I would just scream like <laughs> gotta say um. But uh, there's also, we also see the, what are they called? They're not controlled. They're like, uh, oh, the volunteers? The volunteer controllers. They're, they have mm-hmm. a different name, though. I don't remember. Don't let they? Me, yeah, let me see uh, if I can look up. Oh, my, my um, PDF but, but these are these are people who, like, willingly become, like, mm-hmm, controllers mm-hmm. for the for the Yerks. And, and I bring this up because, A, it's a really important plot for it, and B, um, I think it's Cassie says this line. No, no, not, not Cassie, of course. Uh, someone says this line. Who says it? Maybe it's Rachel. I don't know the line yet, so. I think it's Rachel, but she says, like, people believe that by becoming something different, they can leave behind all their pain. Like, that was a raw I, line for a kid's book. That was a raw line, A. And B, it was like, that That immediately made me think of, like, Tobias, like, because that was kind of what the implication was for why. Because mm. there's a lot of parts of, of this book of Tobias wanting to stay an animal because he talks about, like, how how mm-hmm. much more free he feels. Like, he doesn't feel bound Absolutely, to... Absolutely, because his home life sucks. Human. His home life sucks. His parents are... Are they dead? They're yeah, dead. They're, they're dead. both he dead. And he goes from aunt to aunt. Uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and so it sucks. And the only time he feels free from all of that is when he's 
gotten into his animal instincts. So there's like mm-hmm. several parts of this book where Tobias just doesn't, he just doesn't change back. And, you know, it gets pretty close sometimes where like he's stuck there. Um, and then this time just made me think of all that. And then with what happens to Tobias at the end, we, we sort of, it, it all comes full circle. And I personally think that, that this might be the thesis statement for this whole, like, book. Is, like, people want to believe that by becoming something different, they can leave behind all their pain. And, like, that's why, that's why you know, the people sometimes willingly become volunteers is not just because mm-hmm. they're bad people, but because they want to be something different than what they are. Um, but becoming an animal or uh, a controller comes with its own set of downsides like you don't Mm -hmm. become yourself anymore like there were several times where jake when he was like morphed as homer is no longer like himself he he, he's morpher (laughs) he's homer (laughs) he's homer i know what you mean you know i i'm in a brain i'm in a brain scramble um but that was that was just a really oh oh also there was one other line uh right before I'm sorry I'm rambling, but this part just really, okay. really interested me. Um, it's a line from Marco where he says, if I have to die, okay, but don't let me, don't let them put one of those things in my head, which I thought was huge character development because mm-hmm. just like a couple- he was like unwilling chapters. to do any of this. Yeah, he want, he, did, he was- ago. It wasn't even just that he was like unwilling to do any of this. He just didn't want to die. That was his one reason is he didn't mm-hmm. want to die, which is a good reason. You know, as we discussed, but yeah, that's a very valid reason. Not to but do now thing. he's now there's like character development because he's saying, "Okay, if I have to do this, please, please don't let me become one of them. I would rather die than becoming mm-hmm. one of them." And I and I think that that's such a big difference. And even though like it's not for the quote unquote right reasons, you know, it's because he just doesn't want to be a controller. I think that my predictions are that as the story goes on, Marco will eventually come to understand the importance of like dying for a cause greater than yourself. Like yeah. I think that's what it's leading up to. I, yeah, now that you mention it, I agree with that. I think he's definitely going to learn in future books about self-sacrifice and dying for a cause. I also have to say this smells like foreshadowing shadowing to me in the terms of like, yeah. He's going to get one of those things put in his head. I'm sorry, Marco. Oh, no. Yeah. I think it's either going to end in one of those two ways where Marco I think it's going to be both. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, like Marco, like, gets a yerk in his head and then, like, there's a flash moment where he, like, gets mm-hmm. out of it and he says, like, kill me. And then they kill yeah, Or, like, or even not in, like, Jake and the rest of the team have to make that decision of whether or not to kill him or keep him alive because they know he can be saved. Yeah, shit's fucked up, man. But anyway, the kids get caught, and the battle begins. Yeah, and they, like, Rachel morphs into, like, an elephant. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Marco chooses the Marco is a gorilla. Um, Jake is a tiger. Of course he is. Because Tobias is still a bird. he's the leader, and Tobias is still a bird. (laughs) Um. I mean, it gets it ends up being useful. Hawks have very sharp claws, but like, mm-hmm. and but most importantly, they wreck everybody's shit. They wreck uh, everyone's shit, and there's some really nasty descriptions. A lot of squirting happening, a lot of <laughs> squelching. I'm sorry, I'm of... laughing. No, 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 it's funny. Like it's, but it's gross. 
Also, the, the worst thing is that they save Cassie. She yes. does not get a, a yerk in her brain. And she becomes a literal horse girl. Uh, but I gotta say, the worst sentence in the book happens at this part, which is, the tail squirted out behind me. <laughs> The tail squirted out behind me, which is the worst sentence in the book. I I hate it. I think the worst part of the at least description of the book was when uh, Rachel was turning back into herself from her elephant form. That was gross also. Had like half elephant stumps, but also like a half trunk on her face. But she's like shambling. Like she's half just gray, like half pink. Up the stairs. Like, oh like, God. <laughs> I can see it with my waking eyes. I never I here's the thing. I, I I I see it also, but also in my head I see those little snout creatures from the Rise of Skywalker. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They're like on the desert planet and 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 Ray is like, I am Ray. Mm-hmm. And 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 the other and the creature is like Ray! <laughs> Yes, That's I paid exactly very little saying. attention to that movie because it was okay. making me mad. Yeah, same. But, yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, so Visser 3 is on the scene again. And I got to say, everything for me, at least, gets low-key scarier whenever he shows up. Just saying. Agreed. He's scary. I, I just, on one hand, I'm deeply terrified of him as a concept and just like of the possibility even the smallest possibility that there could be anything like that um but also i love villains oh yeah viscer three is dope he's dope every time he comes on the scene i'm like look at this fabulous motherfucker look at this fabulous space colonizer (laughs) look at this fabulous specimen i hate him but i hate his time he's a fantastic villain yeah, um, but he, this, he does something really interesting here, which is that he thinks that they're Andalites because they're morphing, which makes yeah, sense. He's never, it, it totally makes sense. That's why when they were like turning back into humans, I was like, don't do that. Don't oh, no, don't do that now. <laughs> yeah. So so the battle is going off. Visser 3 morphs. I hate it. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. One of the worst descriptions in the book is him describing the form he's taking. <laughs> Uh, uh, They're so I, vivid. What I like about this series is that it does the shape-shifting thing, but it also does the shape-shifting thing for, like, creatures of different alien worlds. So mm-hmm. we get these insane, nasty-ass creatures that Visser 3 ends up transforming into. Um, I think it's great. I don't know if the series will have these kids traveling into space, but I would love that to happen because I would want to see these kids transform into the these... Uh, fucking eldritch demons is gorgeous absolutely so they're so they're fighting they would have to acquire the dna first do you think they're gonna get to leave earth at all i think so i mean like it's it's a space galactic civil war like so i would feel like that would happen uh but but the things are heating up the battle's about to end tom uh escapes from the cage we learn that tom is not a willing controller, mm-hmm. which I thought was definitely a possibility because teenage boys. Um, teenage boys. Teenage uh, boys. Teenage, it's a metaphor. White nationalism. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You don't have to whisper. White nationalism. Thank you. <laughs> um, but Tom escapes. He tries to punch Visser 3. <laughs> I appreciated that. Again, I teenage loved boys, it. they have nothing I, if not audacity. I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. He was like, I'm gonna kick your ass. He like raised the fist, like fisticuffs, and Visser 3 is like, no. 
<laughs> smacked him. And then Jake says, uh, here's my notes. Jake says, nom, nom, nom. And he goes for that neck. And he goes for that neck. Also, Mr. Three's thing that he transforms, I just want to make this clear. Uh, it's got like seven heads and each of them breathe fire. I love Hydra. So, <laughs> what? Nothing. No, 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 no. What did you say? You said seven heads and breathes fire. I was like, I love Hydra's. I mean, yeah, I love Hydra McDaniels. Uh, no, I meant was, I love Hydra's. Yeah, yeah, the monster. He was also a Hydra. Okay. Anyway, Jake says nom 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 on that neck, and he like, and he like he bites him, and then like like there's a sentence that's like, Visser three roared in pain, Jake roared in hate, which like, I'm sorry, that sounds like a sentence I would write. That is because. This accurate. This is accurate narration of a thirteen-year-old boy. Yep. Um, which and is as we all know, I am a thirteen-year-old boy. Um. Yes. Very much so. Right. Um, in the same way that I am an eighty-four-year-old woman. So with ten cats. I mean, yeah. the The battle ends, and the kids are safe. They're alive, but very all important. is not well because Jake no. has trauma. And Tom Jake is a has trauma, and he goes to, he goes to s- sleep off the trauma. Um, He's like then... fully shaking and crying in his bed, and I was like, "Oh shit, buddy!" And Tom is still controlling. Therapy, you know, they don't save time in the end. They don't. Maybe next book. Probably but the big not. part of the of the series is that it yeah. ends, or, or this book is that it ends with Tobias is a bird forever yeah, he now. Shows up on his windowsill and in. It was so sad because Jake was like, just change back. Just change back, buddy. And he was like, deep down, I always knew that this is how it was going to end. And it's that's why I was really like, sad, I man. It it's was really I almost sad. cried. Not really, but it was very sad. Um, it was super duper sad. Um, I think my my prediction for this character specifically is that as the series goes on, Tobias's animal instincts is going are, are going to overtake his human ones, mm-hmm. and he will be a bird forever, just a bird, not Tobias anymore, which is super sad. That is super sad. I feel like there's gotta be a way to change. No, him I don't back. think. I think that would be a cop out. You know what? It might. I have hope, though. I mean, yeah, um, it would be nice, but like, I wouldn't. I would rather have them like run with the rules that they've got because I think this. I think this super raises the stakes, like because no, see, absolutely it does. Yeah, we get to see I like the it, results. I think that they're gonna have hope that they can change him back though, because remember when the um the Andalite was talking to them, um, and he was like he didn't have time to explain everything. So there are things about morphing that they don't know. So for all they know, there could be a way to change him back. There probably isn't. Um, no. yeah. But if anybody's going to know, it's going to be other Andalites. And he said that other Andalites are coming eventually, hopefully. So yeah, yes. this super raises the stake. And also because Tobias was the only one with all of the like wave of knowledge. Yeah. The Andalite whole, gave him. Yeah. So before They've got that they... deteriorates, he has to communicate that to mm-hmm. the other kids. This is probably sucks. a good reason why he's not the leader. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Can't have a bird be the leader. <laughs> um, no, I think that's yeah, but it's really, really, really sad. But I, 
but I do think it was foreshadowed. But I, I thought Tobias mm-hmm. was going to die. And, and and this is why I say, like, in a way, he does die. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, the I'm way they... Can... he didn't die, because this is much more interesting. Yeah, this is way more interesting. Like once way... you die, there's, like, no more room for character development. I thought he was going to either die, or he was going to become uh, a, a controller. Mm, I, I still thought... think Marco's going to be a controller. I thought eventually. one of them was going to be a controller by the end of this. I mean, Tom is. Still. I mean, yeah, Tom is still. Uh, and that's really, really sad. Like, oh my god, the, the the description of like like Jake, like I wait I waited in my bed and like I, I heard Tom come home, but I knew it wasn't him. It's like so cool. oh, that's really fucked up. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um but that is where book one ends. Is sadness. Okay. Okay. Predictions predictions for the next book. What do we think? Predictions for the next book. Um, I think that the Andalites, a Andalite is going to show up. One singular? I think so. Because I think that, I don't think, is is this a very populous species? I have no idea. I yeah, I, I feel like the implication is that they're slowly being dwindled out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we're going to make predictions, we have to sort of assess what threats are left. We still have Chapman. There's still Visser 3. Mm-hmm. I think Visser 3 is going to be around for a long time. I personally oh, yeah. think he's going to be like the main antagonist. And even if there's a Visser 1 and 2, I don't know. I get this like ambition vibe from Visser 3 where it's going to be ambition like... Ambition just like does things to people. I feel Absolutely. like he's going to try and like force it, you know? Like like try to become Visser 1. Yeah, um, he says that at one point. He says that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, if he acquires something on, like, if he takes over Earth, then someone will make him Visor One. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I ambition. Think I think that's where that's gonna go. Ambition. Mm-hmm, I agree. Uh, what a what a bitch. Uh, uh, so that's and and we have the problem of Tobias. Uh, that's who has all the knowledge. At. Who's slowly gonna turn into a bird, a mm-hmm. real bird. I think that all yeah. these kids are gonna cry a whole lot about it. I mm-hmm. would. That's Someone pretty sad. Someone get these kids some therapy. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Chapman is going to be um like probably like the secondary antagonist for these next few books. I think because I don't think yeah he's not going to be a long term antagonist. No. I can definitely see him like dying within a few books. Yeah, he's like the first arc antagonist. Uh, yeah, he's um, an immediate problem, not a long term problem. Yeah. Uh, but I think that there's going to be some sort of face-off with him. We're going to get more cops being bastards. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that Tom, by the end of the next book, is either going to be dead or saved. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to say maybe at least... Mm. Mm. I think... Here's here's what I think. I think... I, I'm hoping that Tom's not going to die. Um, just because... Now that we've taken Tobias pretty much all the way out of the equation in terms of being able to do stuff, there is a limited number of people who know what is happening, is on their side, and can do something about it. Mm. So Tom could be a major player on their side um, if he lives, hopefully. I think either, I think by the next book or maybe the third book, he's either going to be dead or saved. I don't see him remaining a controller for a long time because this is kind of a priority for them. Yeah, that's well. There's this line that Marco has, 
where he's like, I'll fight, but it's not for the Andalites. It's for you, for your brother, because I know how much your brother means to you. Marco is a real one. I gotta Marco say. is a fucking real one. Marco's the best. Can't. I love this character. Like, like in the in my heart of hearts, Cassie is my fave. But Marco, Marco's mm-hmm. getting up there. He's pretty great. Like, not just because he's f- like funny, but like I what I like about this series is it takes the comic what what would be in a lesser series just comic relief, and like makes him a person with like actual beliefs that are not that are separated from his comedy. Yes, very big. I'm gonna say it, very big soccer vibes, but adjacent. Very, like, yeah, soccer, soccer adjacent. adjacent. I would, I'd say so. Yeah, just like I think Marco is a little bit like they definitely have a different type of humor. Like I think Sokka is a little bit slapstick. Um, Marco Marco's a little bit nineties, nineties cynical wittiness. Yeah. But in terms of like their values and character development and just the type of character they are, they're very similar. And they're both like I can see why they would both be beloved characters for that reason. Yeah, what I like about another thing that I like about this so far is that we've got like like the main Animorphs team is pretty like you can kind of spot the like tropes. Like we've got Mm -hmm. the leader, the action girl, the tree hugger, uh, the funny man and then the dork. Mm -hmm. But we're already starting to see, like, subversions from that. Like, the funny man is also pretty serious when he needs to be. The mm-hmm. action girl might have a bit of a bloodlust thing. Uh, the tree hugger is is already more capable and level-headed than, like, a normal hippie kind of character would be. Absolutely. Uh, Jake is, exists. Jake is Jake. And, <laughs> and Tobias is maybe gonna die like not really himself <laughs> yeah and i think also we gotta talk about tom because i mean he's like the normal kind of stereotypical jock kind of character like jock older um, brother who you like jock older brother who could be like definitely turned into like the evil older sibling who bullies the younger one but no genuinely he's a good person but um, also he is the he- evil sibling who bullies the other one but not yes, because he wants to be which I think is a really interesting subversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm really, I'm just so excited to see how yeah. like relationships are going to be tested and um, maybe changed. Like, I'm really curious to see if like characters will change or switch tropes throughout the series. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that happening. Um, yeah, these are super dynamic characters, which is oh, I just give great. me the character development. It's I'm really, really so great excited. For- like a kids series especially like a long-running kids series Mm -hmm. i gotta say i'm i'm pretty spoiled like i grew up in a time when there was some really like genuinely very good kids novels coming out yeah like the secret series like i mentioned before or or series of unfortunate events like they well the main characters in a series of unfortunate events aren't the most dynamic of characters they annoyed the hell out of me i gotta be honest (laughs) we don't need to get into that. that series um but uh these characters in 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 animorphs already seem like they're going to change a lot and in a series that is going to last for a very long time like 54 books this Mm -hmm. podcast will be like a year along at least (laughs) um uh it's really really interesting to see because it's hard it's hard to write a long book series with constantly changing characters like there's a reason magic treehouse has no dynamic characters (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's just like four hundred books long. Jack and whatever his sister's name is is it Sally. They're like they're stale pieces of toast in terms of 
of of character dynamics. It's because I mean, it's because they're like like uh, audience insert characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Jake kind of is. He kind of yeah, has I, that everyman kind of vibe. I definitely get that. That you can definitely project yourself onto Jake um, and kind of imagine yourself as the main character. But uh, but I do think that that is also subverted to an extent because the shit that happens to Jake like is is not only would it never ever happen to someone in real life or would it um but it's like it's bad it's not fun mm-hmm. like these kids it doesn't feel like fun what they're doing it's because they're doing all of this because they have to you know the kids the kids that travel in the magic tree house also kind of have to if i remember correctly but they get to fun. hang out with like merlin they get to hang out man they get to like go to the fun they get to go traveling for free and they get to stay 11 forever. But these kids are already embroiled in a, like, centuries old war? Yeah. Of things that I mean, are barely under. They were just, like, thrown into it. And now they have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, it's fucked up. And this is why I completely agree with, with, uh, with Marco. Like, don't. Don't get involved. It's, going, it's only going to make you hurt. You know? Mm-hmm. it's like in the last jedi where that guy is like don't join are you like i, I like star wars <laughs> i know i just the movie makes me mad you don't like um, the last jedi no oh the last jedi is my favorite one okay. the rise of skywalker sucks oh yeah, it's two different, two different mixed movies. Up. Yeah. No, The Last Jedi had so much promise and it was so good. But they just We don't need to, we don't We need don't need to, to talk about this right now. This is not what this That's is. That's uh, we'll make a different podcast. Maybe. Um, um But yeah, these are already like some really really great characters and dynamics and situations for getting involved when well, they've always Absolutely. I'm very excited to read book 2, like me too. I'm gonna yeah. get right on that. Me too. I think after we stop recording, I'm gonna open up my computer and yeah, I mean, would, we're gonna recommend to all of you that you also do the same thing if there's a chance that you haven't, you know, read the series and yeah, or reread them, please. Or reread please them. There, along. you can. We're not gonna say where, but you can get them online for free. <laughs> you can. Some very kind internet stranger has gifted this to the world so please take please advantage take advantage of it you will not regret it it's a they're baller, fantastic baller absolutely please do this yes do it for us um and so you can understand the context for this podcast all right i think that's all that i have to say is there anything else that you want to add I, I, we think, go? I i think that might be it i am super excited to see where we go me too uh, on this okay. on this trauma journey on this as if we as if we all didn't have enough trauma already. Anyway. Oh boy. <laughs> um All right. Well, Phantomorphs, thank you all for listening. Uh we'll see yeah. you next week as we discuss book 2. I know this episode was kind of long, but it is the first episode. Uh there was a lot to get through. We're very excited. Um Yes. Next so thank week you for listening. we will be reading book 2, The Visitor. What is it what is the, the visitor? The visitor, which is why I think that we're going to get an Andalite. Ah, okay. Yes, well, yes. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't know the name of the book, so. That's valid. I uh, see where you're coming from. All um, right. 
yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, uh, suggestions, or theories about the book, um, please please feel free to email us at theanamorphsbookclub.com at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, I think we're at Anamorphin. (laughs) (laughs) And we're also at Anamorph Book Club on Twitter. Uh, One of us will answer you. Um, You'll probably be able to tell. Yeah, because I use grammar. And I don't. (laughs) Fuck that. I use capital, I use uppercase letters. And I, and I use all lowercase because that's what the cool kids on the internet use. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, so yeah, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, please feel us to feel free to drop us a <laughs> drop us a DM. Please feel us. <laughs> oh boy, how this is gonna be a fun one. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun, a wild ride. Anyway, um. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking it out this long. If you have, uh, we'd love to hear from you. But if not, that is okay too. Uh, Join us next week on Spotify, I think Stitcher, um, Anchor Podcast, and Pocket Cast. Um, Right. And we will see you next week on the Animals Book Club. Club. Aren't I good at special effects? <laughs> <laughs>